all of our faithful, faithful fans and listeners, part of the Bring It In crew. You guys always are. Thanks for sticking with us. I know we've been doing some pre-recording because things have been changing. Uh, Hopefully, we get some more members of the crew in here today. I talked to them yesterday. They said they were excited. They... But we all know what kind of things happen uh, on New Year's Eve. And sometimes people may enjoy themselves a little too much. And it's hard to uh, get up and going the next morning. But I want to welcome you guys in to the Bring It In Show. I'm Glenn Pierce, as always. And I am pumped up. Welcome in to 1024. Today we'll give you the week in review, not the week, the year in review, if I could get these other guys to come. I mean, you know, my 2023 sports year so far, I can't complain about anything. The Orioles were picked to be nowhere near where they ended, and the Ravens are skirting now, and Oh, man, somebody didn't drink too much last night, and we got the crew coming in. There it is. What's going on, Jamie? Oh, Oh, my God. Where am I? Yeah, exactly. Where are you? Where are we, and how is everything going? How do this? I know. I came in here, and I was just... I start plugging things in, and I was like, man, are we going to get this, uh, everything set up in time for the show? Because, I mean, it's been a while. I was just, uh, thanking our loyal listeners and supporters of us for tuning into the radio because we've done some, uh, pre-recorded stuff over the past, uh, couple months, and and some throwback interviews i mean all our interviews have i th- i think our interviews have always been awesome but man we got we got the crew jumping back and i mean yeah man yeah and now you're so, in, you're in the booth with us what's going on jamie not much it's uh ready happy new year to everybody out there um, and you, Glenn, um, it's, uh, I hope we can get together for, uh, this following this next year, um, a little bit more often on here. Yeah, me too. We've both been through some, some, uh, some changes in our lives. Yeah. Um, kind of pulled us, pulled us uh, off the air and our availability to get here as much as we used to. Uh, doesn't mean we don't love being here and we don't love talking sports. So. Um, just good to be back. Like I said, Happy New Year, man, and I hope you uh, enjoyed your weekend of football. And we got some big football today coming on. Yeah, I'm sure you're ready. I'm sure you're ready to talk about uh, all all of that. If uh, I I bet you could easily sit here and give me a show about the Baltimore Ravens um, and cover that the entire show, but let's let's. <laughs> We got we got some <laughs> other items to talk about because we do we know how good the Ravens are and um, it wasn't that big of a surprise for us this year but um, probably more of a surprise with the Ravens being that good is that the rest of the division kind of has had a rough go. It had a rough go, yeah. But I mean, I like I I said something the other day. Our division, I mean, you guys still aren't out of the hunt. Like, our division, yeah, there's it's rough, but it's still one of the best divisions in football. Like, hands down, I don't see anybody else. Exactly. You guys are, yeah, the Ravens won the division, clinched the AFC, but sitting right behind them are the Browns. Which I did not think. I thought the Browns. And this brings me to where I think this is the biggest Browns 
move ever. They're paying Deshaun Watson so much money. And the best quarterback they've had in years is Joe Flacco out of retirement. And he's scary right now. Huh? So he came off the couch. He came off the couch. And he's already... I think he's already in the top 25 of Browns passers uh, all time. Like, he's, it's, it's, I never thought I would somewhat, I'm not rooting for the Browns because their defense is, I mean, yeah. their defense keeps them in the games, but Joe Flacco is smart enough to not lose the game totally. Yeah. Exactly. How quickly did they become a team you don't want to face in the first round of the playoffs? Oh, so quick. So quick. And they were anybody. They were sitting around looking at each other, so confused, swapping in quarterbacks, guys getting hurt. And then Flacco comes and stabilizes them enough that it's they're they're extremely scary. I mean, it's teams like them that scare me for the Ravens. The Ravens go out and yeah. um, I won't st- stick on it too too long, but the Ravens go out and perform amazing against the number one team, and then the week la- a week later, the number two team in the AFC, and dismantle them. But when we get back next week, next week it's AFC, it's it's the AFC North again, and those are the games that scare me the most for the Ravens. The Pittsburgh Steelers sitting right on the bubble to get into the playoffs. I don't want the steal. I'm I'm sorry, Jamie. You know because of how these games go. I would rather not have the Browns or the Steelers make the playoffs because then I think in my eyes it's easier for the Ravens to get through once the Steelers are in the playoffs it's scary because they know the Ravens more than anybody else except maybe the Browns now right and you and you don't want to you don't need to have add in the element of an interdivisional playoff game you know, because it's it's already a tough matchup divisionally anyway. Anytime these guys in that comp, you know, so anytime you're gonna get a Raven Steelers, Ravens Browns, Raven Bengals game is gonna be, you know, it's gonna be a battle. Yeah. So you throw that element into the playoffs. Yeah, I agree with you. I wouldn't want to face any of these teams even the Bengals if they have they're out now but yeah they're out now but pull themselves together they were still they're still a good team but I like where it's I I I say we as I'm a Steeler fan but the Steelers still have a scenario that needs to play out to even get to the playoffs um controlling a win helps control their destiny but that's not all that needs to happen. You guys need a couple teams yeah. like maybe Houston to take a loss. If Houston and Indianapolis lose yeah. next week, it'll be – and you guys win. And then what do the Ravens do? Do the Ravens – are? I mean, they, they have the first round by. Do they drop and start resting now? give the chance the Steelers to sneak into the playoffs. I mean, but then if you don't if you don't rest, you're you're putting your stars into what is probably going to be one of the most physical games of the year. I mean, it's it's no surprise and it's not made up that the Ravens and Steelers defenses classically over the years hit hard hit harder than a lot of the teams out west oh, <laughs> i mean they don't they don't play cold weather hard hitting yeah, football I don't, I don't think i i you know if you hadn't 
if you didn't have the if the Ravens didn't have the number one seed wrapped up, you know you know it would be a different game next week with the Ravens and the Steelers. Yeah, but I I think they will rest some people. Um, you got you take into consideration the idea of not wanting your team to have more than you know a week off to to the next playoff game so they can stay fresh. But you still get that next week or two to get healthy. So it kind of works both ways in that. Yeah. So with them being wrapped up, I, I like I like that that they're gonna sit some people because I I know how bad the Steelers want to get to the playoffs. Yeah. But. We'll we'll just have to see where or the Ravens decide they want to do. Yeah, and I mean they it's... certainly can't afford to lose their quarterback. No, no, <laughs> I mean that's that's definitely we've seen how much even when Tyler Huntley is playing amazing, we've seen the difference that not having Lamar in there. And, I mean, I've said it a couple times. I don't know if I've actually said it on the air, but, and tell me if you agree with this, Mark Andrews getting hurt this year may have been the best thing for Lamar Jackson. I almost feel like he's not getting stuck on his safety valve on Mark Andrews and he's scanning the field a little more because he doesn't have mm-hmm. that go-to guy. I mean, but it's for once, for once. Well, I mean, after the past two weeks, the Ravens actually have wide receivers with hands. No Lee Evans in the end zone dropping balls. There's a uh, man. I, I mean, Lamar, pretty much looked like a pocket passer the last two weeks. He hasn't been running at all. He's been looking really, really good. Yeah. Like, sitting in the pocket throwing the ball. Yeah, a little scrambling. How good but... is your boy? How good is your boy's name, Flowers? Oh, 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 man. He is... He's... I mean, he's the best receiver that the Ravens have ever had. Yeah. They, I mean... He got his first 100-yard game. He... he He's going to, I mean, as long as he keeps it up, he will be, I I don't doubt that he'll be the best Ravens receiver ever. And they've had some good guys, but they've never had the guy, I feel like. But we'll, we'll see. What, what, um... I'm trying to see what football games we have today because today, mm-hmm. New Year's Eve, we're done with Monday night football so every the teams can kind of get situated in playoff mode. But we still have Monday night football all day long. Starting at 12 o'clock, it's bowl season. What game are you most excited about today? Do you know the lineup? Me? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for Liberty, Oregon. Oh, okay. Because I want to see this. I, I've been hearing a lot about this quarterback from Liberty, so I'll, I'm anxious to see what this guy's about. Yeah. I mean, I'm interested in that Liberty, Oregon um, matchup because I'm interested in Liberty as a whole. I mean, do you know anything about Liberty University? Um probably as much as any other average sports fan. Yeah, it's they are a uh I believe they're a religious church that started an online school and a football team. Similar to the scam school, Bishop Sycamore, that ended up playing on, like, but Liberty University is doing it through college, not as a prep, high school prep school. And, I mean, I think they're, they're doing it in a legit way. <laughs> but I believe Liberty University is an online school, but 
the football players go to the campus in uh in Virginia. There's I think there's a uh Netflix documentary or something on the, the school as a whole that I'd like to check out to see what's going on, but yeah, I'm I'd like to see that Bo Nix like he's our age and he's still playing quarterback and I mean this has got to be his last year right he can't be eligible again <laughs> he probably has one more year <laughs> <laughs> transfer part of end up somewhere yeah so I mean the <laughs> game started this weekend and we got the what was it the orange bowl the Florida State the team who had been left out of the playoffs um, against Georgia, another team who dropped their playoff choices chances. We, and this is exactly, I mean, it's done now. And next year we get 12 teams. But I don't, I just, I still don't understand why two years ago, three years ago, when they decided next year would be the year with 12 teams, why they didn't give us like six or eight teams leading up to it. Yeah, I mean, it would have been nice to um, gra- gradually get to a point and a number that you think would work. I Going to 12 just seems like that's too many to me. It, it For me, too. I, I, but looking at this year, and eight made a lot of sense. Yeah. To me. I mean, you know? you, you need more than the four, I think. Yeah. I mean, I think you need more than four um, because of what happens. I mean, Florida, if there are six teams and Florida State and Georgia get in, then, I mean, you see, you see what Georgia was capable of. Twelve teams is going to be too much. That first round, the top six teams are going to annihilate teams. I mean, I don't know what it's going to look like if teams get buys in this format. I haven't, I haven't seen a bracket drawn up or what it's going to look like, but. I mean, you see the difference between Georgia and Florida State. Teams will get annihilated, but, I mean, maybe with it being 12 teams, maybe it evens out recruiting a little more. I don't know. I don't know. You're right. I mean, Power Conference 5 four for four playoff spots. <laughs> and uh, this, well, we'll see too. And the and the, and the realignment, we're gonna see how um, the talent spreads out. You know. Yeah. Um. But it, it there's uh there's there's some scenarios that I've seen recently in discussion about you know college football just becoming, uh, just college football, and uh, in general, and not being so devised out. Um, throughout the country divisionally conference wise just having the top teams play against each other but you know those are all discussions that we don't have time for on the show to get into but um yeah i you know what i i like the liberty game today i'm gonna come back to your question and get a little bit i like the um i'm curious to see the alabama michigan game just because you know it's it's those two teams. Yeah. Yeah, Saban the, and Harbaugh. The, the two top teams, Michigan. I mean, I just, I, I just still don't think Michigan should have made it. I know it's a shocker, and they're, yeah, they're 13-0, and 0, but, I mean, in a year you're wrapped up in a – cheating scandal your coach has already been suspended for multiple games i feel like they just got a slap on the wrist when if that's all that happens then why would another team not try to 
steel steel signals and stuff like that. I, I mean, it's it's weird, but I mean, but they're there anyway. They're there. They're there. And they're ranked fifth. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like some of the I like some of the you know people just saying things in regards to say, well it wouldn't be a playoff without Alabama. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, but I, it is what it is. Yeah. You know. So who are you Georgia, picking there? Alabama or Michigan? Texas. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't I I I really don't. I don't know. I did, I don't have a. I don't have a, an opinion on that game. It's. It's. I think it's going to be a good game. I mean, that, at the end of the day, I guess we should be talking about who do we want to see come out of this as the number as the winner. Yeah. Between these four game, between all four games. Yeah. Because because we're we're both here. I don't know. You don't have a you don't have a dog in the fight really. I don't know if you you're leaning on any of these guys. I know you're not a big Michigan fan, and I, I'm pretty sure I understand where you stand on Alabama. Yeah, oh. I mean, who <laughs> who <laughs> 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 I I don't know what to do there. I don't know. So, I I feel like you're gonna see. I, and Alabama's just been playing so good, and and lately they got. Their team has just been improving all year long. Every game, they get better and better. And, you know, I don't hold anything against Michigan. They deserve to be here, in my opinion. I, I hate that we didn't get a chance to be on the show and, and talk about all that when it came up and out. Um, but I think they get their due diligence. And, and they, they deserve that. And if they're here, I mean, I wanted, I wanted to see maybe Georgia in there and I felt like FSU also earned an opportunity to be in there. Yeah. Like, how do you take it away from Texas? How do you take it away from Washington? Um. And, and then we're sitting there. Our debate is whether Alabama or Michigan gets out, right? Because of whatever reasons. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you know, Alabama was as champ. How you keep them out of the championship run? I mean, Michigan is had their year. So I I think I, I kind of feel like I'm pulling a little bit for Alabama just because I maybe I'm a little more biased towards Michigan than Alabama I don't know yeah but I think I think at the end of the day I'd like to see um, be fun to see Washington Huskies win it all that's a kind kind of sitting there that's exactly rooting them that's who I'd like to see win it all as well. If not, then I guess I want to see the Alabama Texas uh, rematch. Yeah, I mean that would be good. Yeah, but Washington, they had. I would love to see them come through and just beat up on everybody in the playoffs. It would be so much fun. <laughs> yeah. It's gonna be good. I mean, it's the playoffs. Yeah. And those games are tonight. And when's the championship? Next Monday? Do you know? Yeah, I, that's one thing I can certainly will be happy about is not five weeks before the championship game from the end of the season. <laughs> um, what the? What does it? I don't even see it up here. Wait. Yeah, I, I found it. It is Monday, January eighth. Yep. And then we'll be rolling right into football, NFL playoffs. Yeah, I get this season flew by so much. I mean, probably yeah. for you too. It's not even the season. I feel like. It's just like you said earlier, our life changes. I mean, you're, you're constructing 
constantly let let Jamie know if you need anything built. You might have time, and I'm I'm cooking up at Frawley now, so it's yeah, it's, right. it's it's been a busy end of 2023 for us to say the least. But uh, we we appreciate everybody who tunes in and listens and watches, and we will be right back after some. Uh, station identification and some other information coming from the WRUU studios WRUULP Savannah Georgia 107.5 FM WRUU.org we are Savannah Soundings Community Radio with Global Soul you are listening to your radio station WRUU which is presented by people just like you people from your community the voices you hear are your neighbors, co-workers, and other Savannah residents. Therefore, WRUU is your community radio station. So, won't you please help by donating whatever you can afford to help your neighbors stay on the air. Go to WRUU.org and support your local radio station with a monetary contribution of any amount. Again, you can support your local radio station at WRUU.org. Thank you. Senior Citizens Incorporated is looking for volunteer Meals on Wheels drivers. A few hours each week will connect some of our area's most vulnerable residents with nutritious food and a regular knock on the door. For more information, contact Laura at 912-964-5411. I'm Dave Lake. Join me for Great Progressive, Straight Ahead, and Classic Jazz on Jazz Brunch, noon to 2 p.m. on Mondays, 11 to 2 p.m. on Tuesdays, 1 to 2 p.m. on Wednesdays, and 11 to 1 p.m. on Thursdays. And we are back. You, you with me, Jamie? I'm here. All right. Uh, just making sure that you know, since we haven't been been in the booth for a while, I was making sure I didn't. I <laughs> I transitioned back into the show, nice and smooth. <laughs> That's right, man. So, 2023 is done. Happy New Year, everybody! And well, Jamie, was what when I say 2023, what is your favorite sports story of 2023? I'm putting you on the Ooh. spot. Yeah, I didn't even, nah, I didn't yeah, even yeah. give you homework. <laughs> uh, well, now, now I'm sitting here going through my head, everything that, uh, trying to put together everything that it's been a long year. It, you forget some of the things that happen yeah the especially beginning the-, <laughs> the beginning i have no clue what <laughs> happened last january um yeah here i'm trying to take a look at some of the things that maybe uh i could i could recognize for you yeah um and um I don't Let's see. What happened? Well, I don't think for me personally, my favorite story is a story that you've been boasting about for years and you've been jazzing me up, getting me amped up about this for years and it's like it was like a jack in the box because it wasn't supposed to happen and then boom, it explodes and Wow, the Baltimore Orioles did exactly what you told me they've been doing. Because you're our baseball expert. You know baseball. You saw what they were building in the minor leagues. And you kept telling me, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. And like a jack-in-the-box this year, it exploded. And That's true. 
there are still multiple guys that are coming up. So that was my favorite story, my favorite bit of sports that happened. I mean, it was just, I mean, you've been telling me and yes. you, you've played at high levels. You've played baseball at high levels, so you you know what you're talking about. And I I trusted you, but I was also a little weary because the Orioles' ownership has hurt me so many times in the past. <laughs> <laughs> well, because they've let you down. Yeah. They have. But this year I was yep. I was happy. I like what they're doing. They're gonna be good next year. Yeah. They're gonna be good this year. Again. Yeah. I mean and they they have the number one prospect coming up um through the ranks. And he's supposed to be playing. Uh Halliday's son, Jackson. So Jackson Halliday's like number one prospect, right? Yeah. That's crazy. He's so young. I mean, he just got out of high school, played one year of minor league baseball, and they're talking about he's supposed to start on the opening day roster. <laughs> that Matt's That's been great. getting them getting them right <laughs> um do you find you find a story you like yet i'm looking i'm looking i'm looking i mean um i thought maybe one of my favorite stories of the year was gonna be um aaron Rodgers to the jets yeah but that never worked out. Uh, Shay Ho, show your boy Shohei Otani signing for seven hundred million and deferring six hundred and seventy million of it. Wow, that's a pretty story. That is a crazy story. Why don't we Why don't we hover on that for a second? Can Tommy you... DeVito, <laughs> Tommy Cutlets. Coming, coming straight from right across the bridge in Jersey to be a savior for the Giants for a couple weeks. It's that story that doesn't get better. You, you, he's the hardcore Giants guy, and boom. Next thing you know, he's playing for the Giants, winning games. And... Yep, and now he's on the bench. And now he's, it, was, it was just a couple, <laughs> couple games. He's lost his shine. Yeah. Um, man, I'll tell you what. One of the most exciting things at the end of the year is Joe Flacco. That's for sure. Comeback player of the year. Comeback. I, I got that written on my notes. Um, I'm excited. I. It's like as much as I don't want the Browns to succeed uh next next week but I mean I I want Joe Flacco to succeed. I like I feel like even if say Ben Roethlisberger came back and was playing for the Browns I would want him to succeed because I just think it's so funny that one of the retired quarterbacks from the division is just walked in and he's like the best quarterback they've had in like 30 years probably. I mean... I know. it. You know what? It makes me wonder if... Because uh, he... He approached the Jets and they turned him down. I wonder how they were feeling about that now. Oh, especially after what was that last week when he <laughs> <Yeah>. beat <laughs> he went he went hard against the Jets. Was, 
it's one of those things. I mean, he was with the Jets. They they put him aside for Zach Wilson. That never worked out. Aaron Rodgers came back. They went to the he gets hurt. Zach Wilson, Flacco's like, hey, I'm still here. But man, it just it just I I would just love for him to have an amazing game. I mean, he's playing the Bengals, so it's a division game. It's going to be a tough one. We'll see how they pull that together. But I expect Flacco to have another good game next week. I mean, what are the why he? yeah? Why are what are the Bengals really playing for? Just to try to try to beat the Browns once. Browns already in the playoffs. It's not like you can spoil their playoff trip. Um, exactly. They're they're not playing for anything. Nothing. So, we'll we'll see. Uh, we'll see how that shakes out. I just Flacco. I can't see him not getting coach or comeback player of the year. Coach of the it's year. Not, it's got to happen. Yeah. I mean, you think after oh. five touchdown passes uh, last night, Lamar's MVP? His stats still to, aren't really there. I, I have to say he's it's between him and CMC. Yeah. Man, Melvin Gordon got a touchdown. That's right. how that's how bad the Ravens running back room is beat up. That I mean, Gus Edwards and Justice Hill are great running backs still, but the fact that Melvin Gordon's getting in there it's just everybody's getting beat up. Man, your guy Justice Hill looked really good yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Man, but back to Otani. Like, this, it almost seems illegal how the Do- Dodgers are getting around breaking their bank at the moment with this. It's one thing that uh, Bobby Bonilla gets one point like (laughs) six million a year for X amount of years till like 2036 or something, I feel like. But they just signed Shoei for the most money ever. And is he even going to play this year? Have you he's heard? Pro- he's not going to pitch. He's not going to pitch. I heard he definitely wasn't pitching, but I and I heard that he was with his injury. He can still bat, but man, that is crazy. And I heard when now with this whole deferred um, contracts and stuff. Otani's not even taking any interest. He's not even getting interest on this. Bobby got like 13% interest. So supposedly what the what the Mets did when they signed Benia and he deferred or and it got turned into the deferment because I think they cut him or something. They wound up investing the money he was going that were going to pay him in like when they did the whole Bernie Bernie Madoff and got scammed yeah. for a point but they were investing it in something with like a 25% return so they were making money even though they still had to pay him interest on the back end because 
their investment was making more money than what they were ending up paying them. So they just shadily. Yeah. I mean, who knows if what the Dodgers, the Dodgers, it just seems like they're spending all the money that they're deferring. And think about think about that for a minute. How much money does Shohei Otani have to say? Look, and I don't, I don't even need that fifty million a year. Just pay me two. Just pay me two. <laughs> well, well, you know why? It's because he's worth like fifty or sixty million a year off uh, and for contract. I mean, just his endorsements and things. Yeah, I he's and worth that every, all year. Yeah, I mean, and we see him. We see him in our commercials, but he's got so many endorsements back home over oh. over the sea, and yeah, and and it also like besides how much he's worth, he's never been like a person that's all about the money. I don't know if you remember the story that came out when he actually uh I can't remember what he did maybe get in the All-Star break or how he did in the Home Run Derby, but did he win the Home Run Derby one year? Or did he just finish uh, hot? Well, there was something that happened during the All-Star break where he got a decent sized bonus check and he wound up splitting the bonus check between all the people he deals with at the angel stadium like on a day and he was cutting supposedly like hefty like bonuses for all the people that are he was dealing with like he didn't keep any of the money that he was like i mean I I didn't write this money in my budget, so I'll just uh, give it away as gifts. But man, he don't like I say he don't need it. No, I mean he's yeah got plenty of money. He's like he's yeah. just taking that money because I mean, for one, the MLB Players Association won't let him sign for if if he tried to sign for a contract for 2 million a year all of baseball would go it it would be illegal or something i mean there are certain stipulations when you got a player that good you have to pay him a certain percentage or some something like that right And man, well, it's certainly he's definitely one of the biggest stories of the year to me. Yeah, I mean, I think I, th- I think another one of the biggest stories of the year is actually the college football fiasco. Yeah, I mean, they just they they didn't have it together. They waited too long to make the pro- appropriate changes even though they knew they were making those changes in the future yeah and then you get a team that yeah maybe they would have got dismantled like they got dismantled by georgia in fsu who deserves i mean you you call it a power five conference but when you run the tables you don't get the same love as the other Power Five conferences. Well, now you will next year with 12 teams in. But sorry. Sorry about your luck this year. I mean, who knows? Florida could have gone out there and maybe they wouldn't have gotten dismantled by Georgia as bad if this was actually a playoff game. Oh, and they had all their guys? Yeah, I mean, everybody wanted to play, and everybody really was in there. I'm not saying that they would have beat Georgia or anything, but that that's the type of stuff that should have happened. Those two teams should have been in the college football playoff, but they're not. And I'm not even saying take somebody out. I'm saying these two, they should have 
thrown an asterisk on this year and been like, you know, the committee has decided we're going with six teams. First two get a bye. It, it, it would be nice if they'd had, you know, I mean, 40 years ago, they would have had the option to just be like, okay, check it out. We're going to have an 18 playoff for the championship because there's not all the money involved with, you know, TV contracts, divisional conference contracts. Yeah. If, if, yeah, bowl games, things that are already scheduled, you know what I mean? Yeah. Obviously, you can't change that, but the audible for an 18 playoff this year, we could probably spend a whole month talking about that. But yeah. Either way. I mean, there's a, there's a, there's, you know, looking at things that are stories of the year and, and something that popped up here is something that, uh, it says the number one story for sports this year is the explosion of gambling oh yeah (laughs) i mean it's it has blown up so much gambling has infiltrated nearly every every state in america it's still not a hundred percent open the closest thing in georgia i think we have is a lot of people have been playing i want to say like playmakers or something where it's it allows you to create certain types of parlays i don't know if it's exactly like uh the fantasy fan duel and but we're allowed to do that in georgia they're still pushing for the actual sports books to open in Georgia. They say 2024, it's probably going to happen. But, yeah, the explosion. Yep. I mean, Disney. Fantasy. Fantasy Di- everything. Disney turned around after buying Barstool Sports. They took the sports betting. They separated the sports betting from Barstool Sports Books and Barstool. They rebranded it to ESPN Bet. So now you can bet through ESPN. They have their own sports book. And then they sold Barstool back to... Uh, Dave Poitnier or whatever his name is for a dollar as it's (laughs) crumbling because they were like, we got what we wanted. And then something else happened where they ended up partnering with another sports book to brand that as ESPN bet or they just dumping money. But Disney, Disney is in the sports books game now yep it's all over the place DraftKings. i don't know if you've seen what DraftKings has done this past year with the small DraftKings network that they they started to launch off the tail of the dan lebitard show moving from espn to try to find a home they basically built their own network with DraftKings, and now DraftKings has their name plastered on all kinds of sports shows, sports podcasts. It's all over the place, and I mean, it's it's so easy now. As long as you're in a state that allows it, I mean, you can pull your phone out and put a a parlay. You can. Grab one game. You can mix all kinds of stuff. But, yeah. Yeah. It's huge. Responsible gambling. We've been wanting them to be able to offer up some of the uh, prop-type bets. Yeah. That are available for, you know, in a lot of states. We've been wanting them here in Georgia. So, so you said 
it's possible 2024 that legislation changes here. Yeah. And I think you might be able to do some type of prop bets on that Playmakers uh, app. Yeah, I haven't. I, I think it's. I think it's called Prize Pick. Prize Pick. That's. Prize what, pick. I keep calling it Playmakers. It's, it's Prize Pick. Yeah. I haven't really investigated it yet, but. Yeah. Well, if you've been watching any football this weekend, I think uh, I've noticed that there's been a big advertisement push on it. Yeah. I've I've been seeing a lot of people advertising and people local people, uh, local footballers and stuff like that, letting us know. Hey, the Bringing In Show doesn't promote gambling or encourage gambling. No, would you be responsible? It's all you know. It, it, we always kind of make the joke here that it's like going and getting a five dollar scratch off from uh, the gas station. You're just taking a chance. You're taking a chance. I mean, we're not. I'm not telling you. <laughs> I would never encourage anybody to to gamble or <laughs> throw so much money away. When yeah, we do things like that, I mean, usually we would do them. We do them as a group, and we still don't put much money on the line. Like three people involved, me, you, and Jeff might put a $5 yeah bet on something where we're all chipping in money so by yeah, we no think, means yeah because we think jamar chase might get 120 yards and uh you know most might rush for 74 yards on a sunday so yeah sometimes yeah. it's fun to put our little scratcher out there yeah get you a scratcher <laughs> man and you just said mostert and i was looking mostert up earlier this week and you know i didn't realize that back in like 2014 he made his rounds all around the nfl like the eagles the ravens the dolphins just everybody was signing him and he was he was breaking off great special teams plays and then everybody kept trying to hide him on their practice squad uh, while they're making roster room for other guys. And every time he got assigned to the practice squad, he ended up getting picked up and pulled to another team. Did you realize that? I didn't know. I I get I didn't realize I know he'd been around for I knew he'd been around for a few years, but I I didn't realize that many years. Like he spent like three or four years. I know before he ended up in Miami with the 49ers, I think. Yeah. Um, that was his. But like, I didn't know he was bouncing around like that. That was his. That was his first like real home, the 49ers, when that that all happened. 2015, he plays for the Eagles, um, practice squad. For the Dolphins and on the Eagles practice squad, he tore it up in the preseason. Then they tried to put him on the practice squad. He goes in for the Dolphins. He plays on their special teams. He does awesome for them. Then he they try to put him on. He What did he do? Um, he returned two kicks for 57 yards. Um, and then they tried to hide him on the practice squad. So the Ravens picked him up. Uh, he returned five kicks for 164 yards in seven games, but then he was put on the practice squad again. So the Browns picked him up. He he returned 12 kicks for 309 yards. They signed him, but then they put him on the practice squad. So the Jets picked him up. But he was released in six days from the Jets. Then the Bears picked him up. He appeared in two games. Then he was re-signed to their practice squad, where the 49ers finally picked him up. Yeah. Chip on his shoulder. Now I see why he runs the way he does. Because he showed every team. It's like he showed every single team along the way how good he was. And he kept getting pushed to the practice squad. Yeah, he said, you know, 
certainly he's had a couple of good seasons and you can't he, last year I guess slightly a breakout year but yeah. this year's definitely this year is an explosion yeah I mean he's he's always been a good sneaky gadget guy but this year it's definitely I mean the the whole dolphins squad are like gadget guys and were exploiting everybody similar to the 49ers yeah, throughout McDaniels, the beginning of the year. Yeah, and McDaniel's sneaky about how he can create for these guys and, and use their uniqueness uh, talent-wise and, and, ex, and exploit people with it. Yeah. He does a great job of that. Yeah, he definitely does. I mean, it's it, he's he's one of the best. He's one of the best, and he's just getting started out. It's uh, I expect him to be head coach for a while. I mean, it's it's always hard because certain teams are. Just teams are different. Some teams like they give their coaches a little more of a leash. They they allow some losing seasons in there because they know the coach knows what he's doing. But then some teams are just like, you give me one mediocre season and we're going with somebody else. Now that's right. What uh sorry. Now, have you heard anything? I heard, and I don't know if this is a legit story, that the Steelers were shopping around the league. Your coach. That's got to be crazy talk, right? Um, yeah, I, I hope so. Um, but there's, yeah, there's been some chatter about that in, in – I've had I've had some conversations recently with people who think that that's going to happen and that he might end up in New England. And I'm like, no. No. I mean, I Come can't. Come on, coach. Come on, coach. I can't see how a coach that's <laughs> part of an organization with the history that you guys have would would do that. Nope. I I see Tomlin if if he doesn't stay as Steelers head coach, then retirement is the only other option. I feel. Maybe I'm old school uh, like that. Yeah. Well, there's um, you know, there's there's some fan base within the Steeler country. That believe you know maybe Tomlin, you know inherited his Super Bowl team. Um, it was blessed with having Dick LeBeau as their defensive coordinator for a while, and you know I mean, look, when you have a coach that's delivered nothing but winning seasons throughout his career, um, and the challenges that they've had. I know you had Ben Roethlisberger for a while, but you know now lately he's been struggling for a, a replacement QB and defensive injuries like crazy. I mean, there was a point where he was def- he was coach of the year. He was going to be yeah. coach of the year this year. So I think it's a little insane to go that quick to make that decision about him. Um, so I, I hate to, I'd hate to see him go. You know, I, I like seeing that guy on my sideline. Yeah, I can't. I can't. Like I said, I can't see him go. And it, you, you, made something pop into my head that I wanted to say, right, as we got 13 seconds to go. Um, you know why Joe Flacco's so good? He always played against Ray Lewis and Ed Reed in practice, and then he used to go up against your defense constantly. Right. Like, it doesn't get you, like, prepared. He said these defenses now are soft. Flacco did. Because uh, they're not allowed to hit anybody I, anymore. I said he, I said he said that, at least. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we ran, 
look at that. We haven't been on the air for a while, and we ran long. It's like it's like Tom Brady calling the league a little bit weaker than when he played in it. And I'm like, you're the reason why, asshole. <laughs> you know, they nobody anymore. You know? Oh, man. Get us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And we're done. That was 